I'm Abhishek Maiti. I'm a fellow in the Department of Leukemia at the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. And it's a pleasure to be here on behalf of all of our co-investigators. So uh, older or unfit patients with AML have poor outcomes with less than 10 to 30% of patients surviving beyond three years. And part of the reasons are that such patients are often unfit for intensive chemotherapy due to frailty, multiple comorbidities. And even if they're able to get such treatment, current chemotherapy approaches are not effective. Consequently, 20 to 40% of older patients with AML do not receive any active AML therapy. In addition, there are no standard treatment approaches for patients with relapsed or refractory AML unless someone has targetable mutations. And consequently, these patients experience a very low long-term cure rate of less than 10%. So these unmet needs in older and unfit patients and those with relapsed or refractory AML prompted us to develop this new lower intensity regimen combining venetoclax with 10 days of decitamine. This was a single center phase two study. We enrolled newly diagnosed patients older than 60 years or those deemed unfit for intensive chemotherapy. Only patients with intermediate or adverse risk cytogenetics were eligible for inclusions. We also included younger and older patients with relapsed refractory AML. Uh, as of this report, we had 168 patients total, and this trial is continuing to accrue. Our results showed that 10-day decitabine with venetoclax is a safe strategy with high responses for newly diagnosed AML and certain subgroups of relapsed refractory AML. The CR-CRI rate in newly diagnosed AML was 84%, in untreated secondary AML was 67%, and in treated secondary AML was 39%. And by untreated secondary AML, we mean patients who had an antecedent hematological disorder like MDS or CMML, but had not received any treatment for that. And by treated secondary AML, we mean patients who had received some sort of treatment for the antecedent hematological disorder. After a median follow-up of 16 months, the median overall survival in the newly diagnosed patients is 18.1 months. In patients with untreated secondary AML was 7.8 months, and in patients with treated secondary AML was six months. This regimen appeared to be an appropriate choice for younger or older patients with relapsed refractory AML. We had a CR-CRI rate of 42%, with a median overall survival of 7.8 months. Some key adverse events with this regimen included grade 3-4 infections with absolute neutrophil count less than 1,000 in 47% patients and febrile neutropenia in 29% patients. The 30-day mortality was 3.6% and the 60-day mortality was 10.7%. In addition, we showed that Combining a FLT3 inhibitor with venetoclax and decitabine for the high-risk FLT3 mutant AML was safe and effective. In the frontline setting, we showed a high composite complete remission rate of 92% with a two-year overall survival of 80%. To answer the second question, some results which were surprising include particularly promising outcomes in both newly diagnosed and relapsed refractory patient who harbored an IDH mutation. And this is in comparison to the outcomes we have seen 
with single agent IDH inhibitors. Patients who were able to undergo stem cell transplantation after achievement of a response with this regimen had excellent outcomes. With, however, outcomes in patients with an antecedent hematological disorder were modest, potentially due to poor bone marrow recovery in these patients. And we also saw that this regimen did not substantially improve upon previous therapies for patients with TP53 mutant AML. Some of the real world applications of these findings include that so our results now establish the patients with AML who are older than 60 years or unfit for intensive therapy and have intermediate or adverse risk cytogenetics. This regimen is also an appropriate option for patients with relapsed or refractory AML, both younger and older. And that is because this regimen offers outcomes which are comparable to intensive chemotherapy. And given the response rates and the depth of responses, this regimen is, uh, can be an effective bridge to stem cell transplantation for such patients. Finally, this is the first report of a triplet therapy for FLIT3 mutant AML. And these excellent outcomes support the combination of FLIT3 inhibitors with venetoclax and decitabine in FLIT3 mutant AML. So what are the next steps from these results? I think given the single center nature of this study, these results warrant uh, verification in larger multi-center prospective studies, particularly to clarify outcomes we saw in small subsets. We are still in the process of analyzing all the data. And some of the questions we are trying to answer include the value of MRD testing and its implications in older patients with AML, particularly in the context of venetoclax-based lower intensity regimens now that these are becoming standard frontline options. We had a modest outcomes in patients with secondary AML and TP53 mutant AML. And these subgroups continue to be important areas of unmet need, and other novel agents might have better efficacy. So we have ongoing trials testing APR246, magrolimab as single agent and in combination in these populations. And I think most importantly, through the work being done in Dr. Marina Konoplevas laboratory, we're trying to further understand the biological basis of response and resistance and how we can address those. Any other important uh, aspects pertaining to this, uh, to this manuscript? Um, I would say that we have published the protocol of the study with the manuscript, and that is to help clinicians optimally deliver this regimen in the community. Uh, there are a few nuances which I can go over. I think firstly, we recommend admitting newly diagnosed patients for the entire duration of the first cycle. And for relapse refractory patients, we recommend admission at least for the first three days of venetoclax dose escalation. We recommend cytoreduction to white blood cell count of less than 10,000 prior to starting. And all patients should receive prophylaxis and monitoring for tumor lysis syndrome. Given the longer duration of decitabine during the induction and concomitant use of azole antifungals, we need to pay close attention to the dose and duration of venetoclax. We recommend a cycle one, day 21 bone marrow 
And if that bone marrow shows either a response or hypocellularity, we recommend holding venetoclax to allow for count recovery. Similarly, during subsequent cycles, if a patient has persistent myelosuppression, we recommend decreasing the venetoclax duration to 21 days to as low as seven to 10 days. And finally, all patients should receive triple antimicrobial prophylaxis with an antibiotic, antifungal, and antiviral during periods of neutropenia. <laughs>